Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I interview entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you move forward to get past your blocks, move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, and on YouTube, as well as on my website at WinnieAnderson.com. You know, one of the toughest parts of being self-employed is actually getting clients, right? Whether we go to mixers, conferences, lunches, dinners, or use video to market ourselves and our services, we're putting ourselves out there and we can feel really exposed and judged when we're doing all that. And of course, that's because we are to a large degree, right? That's what humans do. We look, listen, and react. This fact can make us so nervous that we actually hold ourselves back or we can embrace it develop our voice and point of view and be our genuine selves and leverage that to attract the clients that really want to work with us and that we would most enjoy working with and who can we we can best serve. Of course, that's all easier said than done sometimes, right? That's why I wanted to have today's guest on the show. Valerie Sokolowski is a former broadcaster, voiceover artist, and professional speaker who moved into a career in training and coaching, and she's been running her successful Dallas, Texas-based firm, Valerie & Company, for over 30 years now. Valerie is the author of eight leadership books and was featured in the Wall Street Journal as having one of the first executive coaching practices in the country. As an ICF accredited coach, she inspires leaders to create a strong executive presence and personal brand that differentiates them in the marketplace and creates greater success for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. When the field of executive presence was forming, Valerie was there helping forge the industry. Then when personal branding emerged, she recognized the powerful intersection of the two. And today, Valerie's focus is well-defined, guiding leaders and developing high-performing teams, increasing business development, and producing a culture of superior employee engagement. So listen in as Valerie shares her journey as well as explaining what a personal brand is and why it's as important as ever to uncover, embrace, and communicate yours why we need outside help to truly recognize our deepest gifts as well as spotting our blind spots, what's meant by the concept of executive presence, and why it really is important to us in our careers and as for success as solo professionals. We'll also share some suggestions for success when you are networking in person at Mixers and events, and these are going to be especially good ideas for my fellow introverts. We'll also share some suggestions on what not to do and behaviors to avoid. You especially don't want to become what Valerie calls a whammer. As always, be sure to listen all the way to the end where I'll share your cocktail exercise and action step for this episode. All right, Valerie, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. So let's start, first of all, with a brief history of your company because 
is it this year that you celebrate your 30 years in existence? Ooh, I hate for you to tell how many years. A lot of years. <laughs> That's right. A exactly lot. Over 30. That's, well, what's really amazing is that, I mean, you're only, what, 40? So you started when you were 39. <laughs> Thank you, Winnie. A child prodigy. <laughs> so I would like to let everybody hear how you made this journey because I know very well that how competitive the corporate training environment really is. Mm -hmm. So how did you get started and how did you, you know, in a nutshell, how did you, how did you build it? <laughs> Well, let me start by sharing with your listeners that if I had, at the time, felt like I had to have a definite plan for exactly what it would look like today, forget about it. Yeah. So I just knew to do something, mm -hmm. and so I did. It actually, Winnie, started because I had a broadcasting career, so I hosted radio and television shows, and... Then I met my wonderful husband. I'm still married to, same one. And he joined IBM. Well, that means I've been moved. And so we did. For about 15 years, we moved probably at least every other year. Wow. So at that point in my career and at that time of uh, women being in business, you didn't keep your career. You did give it up for your husband. And I was more than happy to do that. Because I thought, well, broadcasting, I can do that along the way, which I did. We'd move from city to city, and I'd maybe do some commercials or voiceovers, or I'd do a stint on uh, broadcast. So I kind of kept my finger in the pot, if you will. But at that time, we had three children at one point under four, and so I was a busy mom. But I kept my finger in the pot. I did, doing those things. And so... When we finally settled in Dallas, Texas, we decided that that's where we would put down our roots. And I got itchy feet, Winnie. I just kind of like, I wanted to do something a little more. And I felt comfortable in doing that. The children were certainly older now and I could begin doing something. Well, what could I do? I was never afraid of speaking. And so I joined National Speakers Association and got on the circuit as doing speaking engagements. The topic was always professionalism in the workplace. And that came out because at one point I owned a modeling and charm school. And so I began from that writing personal development programs for business schools. So I thought, well, I can talk on that topic. And that's the ocean, right? Professionalism. I mean, it's how you look, act, walk, talk, and are which is still my focus, the whole thing. And that led to my first corporate client, an HR man from Motorola heard me speak, and he called and he said, could you come into Motorola and do something like what you spoke on? Well, if I have an expertise or I think I could figure it out, I'll always say yes and then figure it out. So I said yes. And I put together a training program on professionalism in the workplace. That led to him saying, well, do you do this? Could you do this one-on-one -on -one for some of the people that might, um, I, I could send them to you. Would you work with them one-on-one? -on -one? Well, guess what? Now that's called executive coaching. Right. But then it was always in person. I never thought I would do executive coaching on 
in on phone? I mean, no, you have to see the person. We know that's not really true. But back then, he would send people regularly. And that's how the three buckets honestly evolved, okay. which is what I want to say to your listeners. You are always evolving. Let things happen. Be intentional. But that's how it all started. That is such a great story, and I hadn't remembered or hadn't heard some of that, a, a charm school. That is incredible. We all know just how important those issues of presenting yourself in the workplace, they really are critical. I can think of people who their careers were ended because of people, you know, the CEO, the executives getting tired, frankly, of this person not presenting themselves in a professional way and not taking advantage of the opportunities that they were being given to improve their presentation. So I certainly know it's important and and that is really awesome. And I love that two things you said. One was the intention. The other is to say yes. And I think we doubt ourselves so tremendously. And I've been thinking a lot about this issue of intention and how it works with matches up with goals. We have one, that's the goal I want to reach. But really, maybe the intention is the better thing to be firm about rather than the goal. Because sometimes, I mean, you didn't know that you didn't start out thinking, I'm going to do corporate training. That's, that wasn't it. But the intention was to build a business and a practice for you. That's, that's very true, Winnie. And unfortunately, there are too many statistics, particularly for women, that say we are hesitant to step up, right. that we feel like we have to earn the right and all of that. And uh, if, you, if you stay in that mode, you will stay unintentional and self-confidence will just dwindle. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. Step out one step at a time. Be absolutely the best at what that step is and build on it. You know, those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see my hand like this. And so I would just say, you know, whatever your core is, you start with that. And what you'll find, and Winnie, you have too, pretty soon this comes up, one finger, and you're off onto another branch and then another branch, kind of like an octopus with all the many legs. And pretty soon... Look at all of the areas of expertise that you have evolved into just because you believed in yourself, you had the passion to do it, and I'm going to use the word and grit because that's exactly what I mean. It is, and I, and I love that. I love that term. I really grit. do, grit, because it really is that stick to It's Sometimes it's the fierceness that I've got to stay with it, the persistence. Right. And, and I, I do. I love all of that. And I think that one of the things that we forget, especially those of us who had some kind of professional experience before we were out on our own, is that we have these fabulous set of skills mm-hmm. And it's not like he asked you to be a circus clown, and while you've never been a circus clown before, he asked you to do something that was completely related, exactly the illustration you gave. It was an offshoot of the natural skills and gifts that you already had, and it was an offshoot of what you were already doing. It wasn't something that was the opposite. So you should have had, and I know you did, have had a high 
sense of confidence. Yeah, I can do. I can do this. I can deliver. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I could go on for hours just about that issue alone. Um, and this, but I want to talk about this. How we actually how we first met was through our mutual studying of this concept of personal branding. That's right. And how important it is to really own your expertise and carve out that unique place that is yours and yours alone. And I, I love that I was looking through some of the material that you sent me to get ready for our interview and you talked about how there really there isn't competition, right? It is that you are truly unique. So let's talk a little bit about this idea that we need to invest energy and effort into our own brands. And of course, I'm looking at my notes as, uh, as I do this. The, I remember the saying that legendary article by Tom Peters, that yeah. one from Fast Company where he talked about, I think it was called The Brand Called You, and how powerful an idea this was and such a unique take on presenting yourself. Sometimes I read things now that poo-poo that idea that, oh, you, you know, don't waste your time on that. And then others I read that, oh, bang the drum and you really do need to do that. So can you talk about this a little bit, this, this push-pull of, of the concept and, you know, give us your take on it? I certainly can because I live it every single day. When I was with you, Winnie, early on, and I uh, i think I was probably in the second or third at the most, uh, least, class that was given by um, William Aruda, who's now known for personal branding. And what drew me to it was the fact that I recognized, uh, yes, by that time I had the expertise as professional presence, executive presence, I now say, because doesn't everyone want to be an executive, right? Exactly, yes. I then realized that, all right, well, personal branding, what is that? I mean, isn't that presence and isn't presence branding? And as William told me, and I just really started owning it, he said, Valerie, you're the only person I know of all the thousands of people that I've trained that see how to merge the two together. So here's what I will say. I recognize that one is internal, one is external, and it needs both. You need both to be successful. Mm -hmm. So you can have a great presence. You walk in a room and someone says, wow, that person really shows presence. But if that person isn't very clear about their personal brand, which is very simply, at your very core, who are you and what's important to you? Okay, we all get that. But here's the thing maybe people don't get. What about your strengths and attributes as a person are currently now, as you have your goals, helping you reach your goals? You might have, let's say, 15 wonderfulnesses about you, talent, skills, all of that. But right now, which ones are you going to muscle up that are going to help you the most? So uncovering down to that granular part is really what the process of personal branding is. And then, of course, once you're clear on that and you've got your own kind of mission statement, you know what differentiates you 
from kind of sort of everybody else that does kind of sort of what you do. Then, of course, the branding process that you and I went through is helping our clients understand now, what do we do with that information? How do we bring visibility to our brand and to us and to the things we offer and want to offer as entrepreneurs? And come up with the tactical part then, which is also part of branding. So all of that, the branding part is the internal. The presence is how you show up. You can show up without knowing your brand and you only have half the story. Or you can have a strong sense of your brand and not show up very well. <laughs> and again, you only have half the story. So I put the two together. And today, that's what I'm really focusing on in every aspect of the work, whether it's training, development, or speaking. That's great. So this concept of presence, one of the things that I hear from people, women especially, especially people who are former corporate leaders, really, these are people who, managers, directors, VPs, SVPs, but they tell me that they feel so uncertain in this new area that they're competing in, the solo practitioner, the mm -hmm. micro firm owner. Can you talk a little bit more about presence? Because is it something that you can acquire or is it like it? right? You got it or you don't have it. it, it is it something that you can, do you unleash it from within? How does that work? Well, if you couldn't learn it, I wouldn't still be in business <laughs> trying to teach it. Absolutely. Good point. <laughs> Absolutely. For the very reason I just said, it isn't about charisma. It isn't about that extrovert that can just walk in and work a room. Right. No, 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 no. It's so much more than that. I would say a couple of things to our listeners. One, Winnie, is knowledge is power. So take whatever it is that you have honed in your previous career. Now you're launching out really into another career, but you are the career person. So whatever you were doing so well back there you're bringing to the forefront and own that and recognize what those success factors were in your previous career. What are you going to take with you now that will help you reach the goal of being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur in whatever area that you choose to do it? Having said that, knowledge is power. That means always, always learn, learn, learn. What's competition? Look at what people are doing that might be similar to what you want to do. Always add more tools. There's not a year go by that I don't add an assessment or a learning or a recertification or a certification or a book that's been recorded. Always, always learn. And as you do, and then share your learning with your clients, the more you do that, the more you'll recognize your self-confidence is growing because you now know that you know that you know. Yeah. So yeah. step by step, just get out there and recognize that you have a point of view. You do. Now, what is Amen. it? 
And when you know what it is, your point of view, something you feel so strongly about because you've experienced it or you have seen it or you have observed it from other people, what is it about different areas that is a point of view you can feel strongly enough to say, well, actually, that's one perspective. What I found is blah, blah, blah. And so find ways to share your point of view, both online, on LinkedIn in particular, and in person, and with your clients. Yeah, yeah, outstanding. A big amen on that one. <laughs> and I think that from what I've seen is, and, and I certainly struggled with this myself, is there this, how do I say it? Is it a lack of awareness? I think that especially women, let's just cut the chase, especially women, we struggle with this issue of naming and claiming our great gifts. We do. We're told don't, you don't want to be bossy, right? I heard that on a regular basis when I was a little kid, don't be bossy. And now, of course, there's that great Sheryl Sandberg line that she wants every little girl to hear that they're going to be a great leader, not that they're bossy. I know, I know I'm paraphrasing, but I, but you know what the, the point of that is. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a, a little bit about how we can uncover our, our own brand so that we can then start to work towards owning that? I will say very emphatically that I really don't think someone can do it on their own. We who are trained in the personal branding process, as an example, we who are certified as an executive coach, we who have clients that we can share from our experience with clients and our own experiences, it takes a coach to help someone uncover all of the things about them that are going to be so useful now in their new career. Yeah. And that's why, frankly, Winnie, we coaches have coaches. We believe that you can't see everything in the forest because there's way too many trees. And you're a tree in your forest. You can only see the perspective of your own minuscule world. So allow someone else to help you uncover and see and connect the dots that maybe you haven't realized are connectable. So I think it does take coaching someone from the outside to help. Yeah. The other I thing I would say on the confidence piece is you said particularly women. Well, I'm going to say from my perspective, it's also men. I've never met anyone unless they're narcissists <laughs> who don't at some point in their career or in some point in their life start questioning, having a little lack of self-confidence. There was recently a survey, I'm sorry, I don't know exactly the name of it, but I heard about it from a credible source that was done, a survey asking executive women in all professionals, in all professions, but who had made it to the top, many, many questions about their journey. But the question of this I want to share, which was, do you ever doubt now that you're at the top? Do you ever have those little times when you question yourself? And to the person, every single woman said, oh, my goodness, sometimes I'm thinking to myself, 
oh goodness, I hope they don't know. I really don't know this. I've got to find it out. Or goodness, I really don't feel very confident in this area. I hope it doesn't show. I mean, we're human beings. Now I'm going to throw a switch here and tell you, however, I have met and today way too many men and women who maybe because they don't lack, because they lack self-confidence over exude their confidence. In other words, what I call they become a whammer, W-A-M. What about me? What about me? What about me? <laughs> Way too many events I go to. And after the initial hello, my name is, I just listen to them tell me ad nausea about themselves. So I'm putting it out there to say <laughs> confidence is one thing, but please don't bore me with one more fact about how wonderful you are. Yeah, I, boy, amen in capital letters. When I was doing, before I knew that that's what it was called, coaching, I would actually take people to meetings. And I would, you know, okay, go do your thing, you know, mixers and things like that, and I would observe them. And sometimes, yes, they would just never shut up I had one person perfect client she went in stayed on message walked out with a fistful of business cards and call me let's set up a meeting because she was on target and I think that some of it is a nervousness that I you know how we hate silence right so we just want to keep talking but in reality, you know that the person is perceived to be more of value when they ask a question and then just let the other person really talk. And ask, just keep asking questions and learn more about that other person. And it's amazing. That person will think you're the greatest conversationalist if you just ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. I once had the greatest conversation I ever had with a prospective client. I think I only asked him like five questions. <laughs> this has been the greatest meeting. You're a genius. I'm like, I wish it was always that easy. But yeah, people often don't feel heard. So, so Winnie, you know that my logo is an umbrella. And I'd like to share what that means because yes. it's relevant. If you, and I'm saying this to anyone, if you were out in the wind and the rain, you'd be holding on to the core of the umbrella, which is the handle, right? Mm -hmm. So the handle has to do with what you do currently that is allowing you to continue do, doing what you're doing. In other words, your strengths, your experiences, and so forth. That's the core of what you are and who you are now. What I'm all about in my coaching, is to raise your umbrella of awareness, you use that word, to cover over all the things you already have going for you and add this or that or whatever that, frankly, as I said, it takes maybe someone from the outside to do that for you. But always, always be raising your awareness of what's working and what isn't. And now that we've had this conversation, I will challenge your listeners, particularly during the holiday season, when you go to people's homes or events 
and you are making all those introductions, networking, meeting people, and so forth. Be very aware of how many whammers you meet, how often you are asking open-ended questions to keep the conversation going, and what's working and what isn't. You'll have so much more awareness now that you've just listen to this bit of conversation. So have fun with that. Yeah, that that's brilliant. And I am so glad you mentioned awareness because I really think it is the root of where everything starts. Mm-hmm. The more you can tune into what you're doing, what you're saying, who you're being, and then ask yourself, is that really what I want to present? And what's causing me to do that? Is it nerves that cause mm-hmm. me to, to talk a little bit more than I really would want to if I was on the other side. So what can I do to manage that so that I'm really presenting myself always as I want to present myself? And amen on the you need a coach. Lisa Sasevich <laughs> calls it that the, 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 you can't see the tip of your own nose. That's right. And it's true. I don't care how self-aware you are. There's always that little spot that you just can't quite see. And that's where somebody else can be of so much value who's really focused on looking for those things and helping you see them as well. With no judgment, there's no right. There's nothing here to be to be scared of. Um So let's talk a little bit then about that physical presence because, of course, there's all of the woe is me, I'm hideous, I, you know, I, like you should have a bag on your head or something. I mean, can you talk a little bit, which always kills me because, of course, I mean, really, you're not Medusa. I mean, what, what's going on here? Can you talk a little bit about how you can, can, because now it's, it's, you're the executive of you Inc. Right. And you're really communicating this leadership to instill confidence in other people. So what, how do we then really look at presenting ourselves externally to reflect what we're the whole package, I guess is what you're trying to say, what I'm trying to say. All right. The number one answer that I'll give you is the word authenticity. Just be real. And that sounds so simple, but there are statistics that say the last research I found was that only 50 in the United States, only 50 percent of people who work come from a place of authenticity. And when I'm in front of an audience, I will say, how many of you agree with that or how how many of you are surprised at that? Mm -hmm. Most people will say, I'm not surprised. And then the next question is, why might that be? Answers that I get typically are, well, I think I should be this way. Or I think I'm expected to act a certain way or to be a certain way. Well, you know what? God don't make no junk and he made you. (laughs) But don't try to be someone you're not because if you've ever tried that I tried it for about two weeks when I entered college I thought oh yay I can be anybody I want and I tried to change and it didn't work at all (laughs) and not only that Winnie but people know it they just know it so just show up in front of people whether it's a client a prospect think about your previous career 
how often in your previous career did you find yourself trying to become? So I would say <laughs> it's not about being a human doing. It's about being a human being. Yeah, that's so awesome. And and I think you're right. You know, if if we all thought back to the best places that we ever worked. Somebody recently asked me that question. What was the greatest place you ever worked? Who was the best manager that you ever had, best leader? Instantly knew it right away. It was, luckily, it was a job I had that paid for part of my college education. Mm. And it was, I'm going to bet, it's, it was the one place that I had, you know, in my limited professional life, had really felt like, I'm just me. Mm. I'm just me here. Mm. And, and it's, a, I mean, not that I'm out of control, or, but I'm just, I feel fully me. I trust these people. That was what we were really talking about, the, the uh, issue of trust and leadership and creating mm -hmm. a great organization and how important that is. And I trusted every single person, person I worked with. Would have done anything for the manager. He was fabulous. So I think you can only fake it for so long before I tell people that that discomfort, it's your soul crying <laughs> out to you in agony because it's being false. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, well, so much. There's so much work now, as you know, and most, uh, most people who are reading books these days or listening to the news realize there's a whole lot of information now on emotional intelligence. How aware are you, not only of yourself, but uh, are you able to handle yourself and control yourself in times of crisis or when someone hits one of your triggers. So it's that self-awareness of yourself and others is important. And things like how to get my employees engaged, all kinds of work around all of this conversation that we have. And part of it, part of all of that is just to be real, talk to people, engage them, by getting them to talk to you and to share their great ideas. It's amazing, as I will tell a senior executive often when they ask that question, Valerie, how do I get my people involved or engaged? I'll say, well, you know what? Why don't you leave your office at least once a week? And if you have a cafeteria in your building, have lunch at the cafeteria. Find a group of people that are sitting together and walk up and say, may I join you? They may be scared at first if you're an executive. I don't know why, because we all put on our pants one leg at a time, but somehow titles just give us all kinds of grief. Forget about the titles, but sit down with a group of people, start talking, ask them questions, and you might even be vulnerable enough to say, you know, I'm working on a few things I'd, I'd love to get your opinion on. If, if you were in my shoes in this situation, what might you do? So engagement is just that. It's talking to people. It's getting interaction. That means two-way, <laughs> not tell, tell, tell. It's awfully yeah. simple, isn't it? I have, I'm a simple person, Winnie. It, uh, you know, it is simple, and I think somehow we can make it more complex than it is. I think that there... Somehow we can be haunted by some fears. 
Right. We think this person, if I don't say the right thing, the person is going to judge me. Like, what, are they going to fire you over lunch? I mean, what are you going to say? What, what, are you going to throw your plate at them? Come on. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think we just get ourselves so twisted up. And it's interesting that you even use that as an illustration. Just interviewing someone uh, earlier in the week, last week, we were talking about this issue of why dining with people is important. And the second greatest place I ever worked at, the, the leadership all did exactly what you just described. You could be sitting there in the cafeteria by yourself and you never knew. The CEO could very well decide to sit down at your table and he often would choose a table where someone was sitting all by themselves. That's great. It was incredible. And he would do exactly what you just said. Hey, we're going to make some changes in your area. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Well, you just brought up something I'd really love to share with you again because it's uh, holiday season. But even if it were not, when you have when you are having to go to events and, and uh, mix and mingle. You'd be surprised, Winnie, how many times I'm coaching someone on this whole topic of networking, how to be an effective networker, and I've got it nailed. <laughs> but one of the tips I want to share right now is you find that person that you just mentioned that's sitting alone. You find that person that is the wallflower, meaning look around, people are clumping, they're talking, but a few people are probably all by themselves. You never know, Winnie, the gem of someone you could meet that is scared to death or hates being there, and therefore they're just not interacting. And a quick story about that is an event I went to, that's exactly what I did, walked up, this man was all alone. As it turned out, this was a, a wine event. As it turned out, this man was the mayor of a city. I won't say which one. He owned a wine cellar of several thousand bottles. We were in the wine country. And because simply we walked up and talked with him, my husband and I, he said to us, well, you know, tomorrow I have a private tour of blah, 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 blah wineries. They were the top wineries. Why don't you join me? Wow. You see what other people missed? So look for those gems. That's one way to feel more comfortable at events where you don't know anyone. Yeah. yeah. I, what a great story. And, yeah, there are introverts who may not know. This might be their first event because the holiday event, and we are recording this around the start of the holiday period, there are all these events and people who don't normally go to mixers or things like that. This may be their first time. So they may not have some of the connections or, oh, I know you when I saw you a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, I look at it, at it really as be kind. Right? Mm -hmm. Be kind. You mm -hmm. see somebody by themselves, go and, and you know, just introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. The life preserver you just threw them is just so valuable. Here's a tip for my fellow introverts who are thinking, oh, I got to go to this thing. So here's what I do. I love vintage pins. And I have many pins with a story. 
most of them have are from my mom or my grandmother so I when I'm going to something and I feel like I'm a little nervous I don't know people or something or maybe it's a new area that I'm going in I will wear something purposely because most of the time at least a woman will say wow that's a great pin but I've even have men say that pin is beautiful does it have a story and then that gives me a chance to talk about the pin and I'm not talking about myself that's a great tip. Wow, the listeners are getting all kinds of good tips, right? And one last Love thing, that. one last one is I am a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, as you can tell from Holmes sitting behind me here. I actually have this fabulous handbag that was made out of a book. So it really? is, it, it's gorgeous. It's, uh, it's, it was the complete works of Sherlock Holmes. So it was this vintage book with a, a beautiful leather cover and the person turned it into a handbag. So there's no way I'm walking into an event and somebody is not going to say, where the heck did you get that handbag? So it's, it's a way to ease into a conversation and it's not, the pressure isn't on me. Great idea. So right Yes, a great, great handbag. So to, to kind of wrap this up, we're, we're, so much business is now done online. I mean, we, we met through, really, it was a, an email chat line that we were in through the old Yahoo groups that, that we were in. We sound like dinosaurs now, but that really wasn't that long ago, right, that that's how you communicated. But we know we're doing this through video and so much of business is done through video and there's a lot of nerves around being on video and audio as well. Any tips, especially from a, a, a very well experienced broadcaster that you can share with us about being more comfortable on video? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I said knowledge is power, so for sure I would learn whatever skills you feel a little bit inept in, if it's your voice, if it's communicating clearly and succinctly, uh, if it's your body language, whatever, good, strong presentation skills really does help. In the work that I do in presentation skills, it's often just for that very purpose, Winnie, which is I need to be on camera for the company these times and that times, or I need to do something on social media on behalf of the, or you solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, you will have to do this. I would say that besides getting the skills and feeling a little bit more comfortable, just realize that most people who get in front of a camera still feel a little angst, I'll speak for myself, after 30 years of getting in front of audiences, if I ever get to the point where I just feel like I'm going to go in and nail it, you know what, Winnie, I think I'll lose my edge. So I think a little uncomfortableness is okay, but know how to do it. And then don't get so hung up on, oh, my gosh, I have to look just right. And, and uh, well, what if they don't like the colors I'm wearing? Or what should I wear? Practice in your living room, in your office. I don't care where. Just turn that little iPhone that's wonderful right now. Put it on a stand. Video yourself. And just keep watching and listening and hone it until you feel like you can put it out there. 
I'm doing now on my newsletters, which, by the way, I'd love for your listeners to uh, subscribe to them. But um, in my monthly newsletters, I've added a little video clip called Perspectives. Mm -hmm. And it's with me and a young whippersnapper, (laughs) young, wonderful woman who's uh, an anchor, actually, in Dallas, Texas. Hillary Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And so every month we just talk. It isn't even rehearsed. I just say, Hillary, we're going to have in the newsletter this December coming up this topic, this topic. Let's just talk about it. Now, granted, we both are from broadcasting, so we can do that. But we just talk. We just give perspectives. And you know what? I'm absolutely amazed at the amount of clicks and comments that my readers are giving me when I too thought, Oh, uh, should I maybe, (laughs) but a just be real B don't worry about having to have a fabulous production company doing it. Just start, but have something intentionally with your point of view to say that's relevant and compelling. Otherwise don't even do it. Yeah, that's really super great advice. And one great tip I will share is that Facebook Live, assuming you all have a Facebook page, and I'm sure you do, Facebook Lives can now be private. When mm-hmm. I started, they didn't, you know, you didn't have that as an option. So you can just turn on that camera and you can um and awe ah and stumble all over things until you just get, and then delete, 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 until you really feel more confident and then just let it rip. Great. Right. I, I think that when I was in college, the best investment that I ever made, two semesters of public speaking. Right. It was awful. It was just the worst year ever because you had to write a speech every week, right? So it's that stress of managing your time to write the speech and then getting ready to deliver it. But I am so happy that I forced myself to do that. Because mm-hmm. it's really, I think, it was what set me up for success in a career that then started to, to demand more and more of my speaking ability, whether it was in front of clients making presentations or conducting interviews of applicants or when I got into corporate training. So really, it's a skill that I think will never let you down once yeah. you get it. Serve you well forever. It, it really will. Yeah. Valerie, I can't thank you enough for spending time with me today. It's always so great to catch up with you and so great to actually get to see you for a change because we usually talk on phone or email. So can you just share with everyone how they can get more Valerie and get more in touch with you? That's kind. Well, sure. I think the two main places would to learn more and to connect with me would be obviously my website, which is <laughs> my name. I didn't know what the company would be when it grew up. <laughs> so I had a friend that had an ad agency and it was Snyder and Associates. So I thought, okay, Valerie and Company and stuck. <laughs> the website is Valerie and Company, all spelled out dot com. And then I would go to my LinkedIn, which is Valerie Sokolowski. I know you'll have to spell that. And that's where you'll near, hear you'll hear more of my voice. And then, if you would like to subscribe to the monthly newsletter, it's a quick read. Uh, that's on the website, and you can click and do that. And I'd love to to have any of your listeners um, 
read more as I post. And I would encourage you to do that. This has been fun. And one final note, I just want to say to the listeners, just get out there and, and do this. Obviously, you're listening to this broadcast or you're watching it because you're interested in doing what Winnie has done and what I've done. And the world needs more of individuals who can take ownership of your life and get out there and share something with others that are that they couldn't get anywhere else. So I really encourage you, just get out and do it. And if you need any help, you can get all kinds of resources online from Winnie, from me, and all sorts of places. But start. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So well said. And of course, we'll have links to everything in uh, the show notes. You'll be able to get a hold of Valerie by going right to the episode in the show notes there. And I will also have a link to Valerie's author profile on Amazon because she's got some really great books and you definitely want to pick up more than one of them. So thanks again, Valerie. You're so welcome. Thank you, Mooney. Valerie is such a great person. I love talking to her. I hope you found that useful. And if you did, please share it with your communities, clients, and colleagues. And please leave a positive review for it on the platform where you consumed it. Those positive reviews are very important because, of course, they help other people decide to listen to the show and to a specific episode. And they're also really important on platforms like iTunes because they help the show get better traction on those platforms and get found easier by people just like you. So remember, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, and you can watch the video interview on YouTube. You can listen to the episodes on my site at WinnieAnderson.com. When you subscribe on my website, you'll get episodes delivered to your inbox along with information, tips, and resources to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the joyful, thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve by positioning and pre-selling yourself as the trusted advisor that you are. All right, so your cocktail exercise. That's, of course, what I call a reflection exercise. No alcohol needs to be involved, but This is the kind of thing where I imagine you sitting back, stroking your chin, and thinking big thoughts. So I want you to think about the experts that you consult with or that you work with. Why did you choose them, and then why do you continue to work with them? Why do you refer them? What about their image and their overall presence instills confidence in you and in others? Sure, there are those outliers or eccentric experts whose appearance is out of sync with their profession, but they're rare. Now I want you to think about your own image and what you want to convey to others. Those of us who work and market in the online universe have even more to think about. People are not just taking, you know, your presence into consideration, but they often start at your website and they take your whole web presence into consideration. And you want to convey leadership, that you are a confident person, that you have, uh, you know, you you are a, a great thinker, that you have big ideas, and that you really are an expert in the area. We all want to work with people who are experts. But people have amazingly short attention spans and are in a hurry. So, you know, they give your site not much more than really a passing glance, a few seconds, 
unless it can really grab attention and communicate your message quickly. And then, of course, there's you. You know, I had no pictures of myself on my website because I hate having my picture taken. But friends started telling me that I really had to get past that. And frankly, they were right. So are there up-to-date pictures on your website? And are there enough of them? And by up-to-date, you know, I mean, have they been taken in the last few years? So start thinking about what you most want to be known for and what words you want people to use when they describe you. All right, so now it's time for your action step. This is actually a few steps. So first, I want you to examine your web presence, right? See if what's online is consistent with what you want to communicate, with that vibe you want to get out there. That's part of this whole impact and influence that's tied to your overall presence. That's really what Valerie's talking about. So start with those pictures, make sure your headshots are all professional looking and that they've been updated in the last couple of years. Like I said, if your hairstyle or color has drastically changed, then it's probably time for an update. Next is to look at your website. Is it clean and simple to read and navigate? By clean, I mean, is there a lot of white space? Is it easy to read? Is it modern looking or does it have this feel that says, this is so 1990s. Is there, like I said, lots of white space and does it communicate a very clear point of view? So your language needs to be very clear and communicate to a very specific audience. Now, when you're on camera, are you communicating a professional image? You know, it, it takes good lighting. That's, you know, job number one, good lighting. Simple things that are in the background. You don't want to distract people at all. And you want to have clothing that's appropriate to what you're doing, right? So I like to wear dark colors, uh, solids. I think they reflect a, a better image, and they're certainly not busy, so they're easier to focus on. I, I actually have 12 shirts that they're either black or they're blue, and I just kind of rotate through them. That's really it. I keep it really simple. And the other advantage is then I don't have to worry about what to wear. Then you want to think about your voice. Are you speaking confidently? Does your tone of voice communicate confidence? And is it interesting to listen to? And do you sound interested in the topic? So are you so low-key and this can be a problem if you're an introvert, are you so low-key that you might actually sound like you're stiff or you're reading or there's just not a lot of emotion that comes through? This is something that you do want to work on. I don't want to hear that, well, that's just the way I am, okay? Vocal delivery is important to uh, communicating a message that really communicates and resonates with that audience. There are lots of vocal coaches out there. So, this can also be hard for us introverts and those of us who have prided ourselves on our prior corporate uh, reputation as being the calm in the center of the storm. We may have worked hard to control emotions and communicate just very clearly and simply. Now we've got to ramp that up 
So when you're recording an audio or video, you need to be a little more animated than you otherwise would be. So, you know, that helps you look and sound upbeat and interesting. So you really want to think about this. It At first, it will feel a little awkward because you'll be like, who am I talking to, <laughs> right? But you really want to act like you're talking to one person and you want to feel like you're talking to one person. So this is where joining a group like Toastmasters or taking a public speaking course or even taking an acting course can actually help you. Remember, this stuff isn't about attractiveness and that's the problem that we get into. The problem is when we start judging ourselves around issues of beauty, and we find ourselves lacking in that department. And then that allows those feelings of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy to get in the way of putting ourselves out there and really communicating with confidence so we inspire feelings of confidence in our audience. Thanks for tuning in to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. Remember, you deserve all the success you dream of.